Hello, this is Zach Cherian. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast today. We are really excited to bring you this teaching. Please open your heart, and if you can, your Bibles, and receive this word from the Lord, recorded live at Brazen Grace Fellowship. Uh, Tonight, I'm going to teach on the person of Jesus Christ. What a surprise. Now, now here's the thing that I needed to explain about Jesus Christ, because, um, you know, we've been teaching so much about grace. If you don't know, we're a very strong church that believes uh, in the new covenant and the finished work of Jesus Christ. Uh, we're very, very strong on what, the, what Jesus did on the cross, what was accomplished on the cross. We're very strong about the finished work. Amen. And, and so I, I thought when I come back, I really felt like God wanted me to just explain who Jesus is and basically what the purpose of Jesus Christ really was. What the purpose of Jesus Christ really was. Because if we don't understand the purpose of Jesus, what we will do is take an older understanding of God and keep putting God under everything that happens on the earth. Does that make sense? If we don't understand Jesus Christ, now you go, what do you mean what, the purpose of Jesus Christ? Well, I'll explain it to you because you notice he was not Jesus until he was born on the earth. Amen. He really wasn't Jesus until he was born on the earth. Are you telling me Jesus didn't exist before that? Technically, yes. What? Well, because his name wasn't Jesus before that. Some of y'all just thought, my God, what kind of a crazy church am I going to? His name wasn't Jesus. In fact, John chapter 1 tells us this was his name. In the beginning was what? The Word. word. So you go, what was his name before he became Jesus? When he became, he was called the Word. In fact, the Bible says the Word, the, the Father, the Word, and the Spirit were together even before creation. They were involved in the beginning of creation. The Father, the Word, and, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So his name was the Word. But when he became, when he came to the earth, they gave him the name Jesus. Amen. Here's the funny thing. It was a very common name in Israel. It wasn't very common. It wasn't very, it's as common as it is here in San Antonio. Jesus. Right? Everybody is a Jesus on the earth. So really to understand the purpose of that name. So when I say what was the purpose of Jesus Christ, I am basically saying what was the point of Jesus coming to the earth? And if I don't understand that, I'm going to start putting things on God that isn't necessarily God. I'm going to start blaming God for things that, that, that God necessarily didn't do. I'm going to start waiting for God to bring judgments that were already fulfilled. If I don't understand the purpose of Jesus Christ, I will walk around with a twisted view of who God really is. And sometimes even those of us who claim to be new covenant walk around in fear of bad things happening to us because of our mistakes. And the reason we walk around with that fear is because we don't have a revelation of who God is. Now listen to me carefully. Everything rises and falls on your revelation of God. Everything rises and falls on your revelation of God. And now here's the funny thing. When God wanted to reveal himself in the Old Testament, he said it in two words. What should I say you are? Who should I say sent me? I am. That's beautiful, Lord. I mean, that's deep and all, but really, I am? Yeah, fill in the blanks. Okay, right? But because of our twisted view of I am, of of God, what we put at the end of the I am was justice, wrath, anger, the avenger. Because of our twisted view of who God was, at the end of the I am, we put our own words there. And so God had to stop time. 
And in the fullness of time, God decides to reveal to man who he was through the person of Jesus Christ. God decides to introduce himself to man through the person of Jesus Christ. Beloved, listen to me. The cross or the life of Jesus was such an incredible thing in history that even till this day, time is divided by it. Before Christ, in the year of our Lord. Huh? Time is even divided before Christ and now in the year of the Lord. Why haven't the church figured this part out? Huh? Everything stopped at that time. What we don't understand is an incredible revelation of what happened to the life of Jesus and what the cross was really all about. Because if we can understand that, we will live out our destiny. We will live out who we are if we can understand who God is and not go around blaming God for all the bad stuff that happens. Go blame around God is judging us because we didn't take care of somebody. You see, folks, you've got to, you've got to get the revelation of Jesus. You have to get a revelation of Jesus and the Ebola scare. My God. I was in India. Ain't nobody care about Ebola. I flew all the way. There was no problem in Ebola in in Ebola in India. (laughs) I did not go to Ebola. (laughs) Right? Everybody's panicking about Ebola. I mean, people are even telling you why Ebola came to this country. Why are we doing that? Because we don't have a revelation of who Jesus is. Because if we had a revelation of who Jesus is, we wouldn't be telling people God's cursing us and punishing us because of something and something. Why? Because if there was something left for God to curse, if there was something left for God to punish, that is telling Jesus, your finished work isn't finished. Please listen to me. I'm not attacking anybody. But I have to change the thinking. Of us grace people. I need for us to renew our mind. That's why Jesus coming out of the waters of baptism. Or anywhere he went. He said this word. Repent. 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 Now you notice when Jesus said that. People didn't fall on their face. And say sorry for their sins. Because the word repent. In the literal meaning of what Jesus said. Metanoia. The Greek word metanoia was what? Change your mind. To change your thinking. It wasn't to say sorry for your sins. It was to change your thinking. You're thinking about what? You're thinking about God. He was telling the Jewish people. Boys you have an idea. You think you figured this God thing out. You think you've understood this God thing out. You don't have a clue. You don't have to clue. So you need to repent. Change your thinking. Change your thinking to what? Change your thinking to who I am. If your idea of God doesn't fit me, then you are wrong. I can't get more simple than that. Well, but what about, but what about, are you telling Jesus he isn't God enough? That there was a part about, there was a portion of God that wasn't revealed through Jesus? Is that what I'm literally telling the Lord? Oh, Jesus, you know, you were nice and all, but then there is that other side of you that you haven't showed us yet. No, sir. Colossians chapter 2 says clearly, for the fullness of the Godhead, the fullness, everything God was, was revealed in Jesus Christ. Listen to me. Everything God was, God is, and God ever will be was revealed through the person of Jesus Christ. So in the famous words of Bill Johnson, I refuse to believe anything about God that I do not see in the person of Jesus Christ. 
I refuse to believe that God forgot to judge some sin. And so therefore he's judging America today. You know, God must be doing a really bad job because only one guy died. I always freak out when people talk about Katrina was the, was the judgment of God against America. Well, then God has a really bad job because the first thing that came up was the gay pride. I'm not mocking it. I'm telling you facts. If God wanted to wipe something out, you can't even find the city. Go looking for Sodom and Gomorrah. You can't find it. You can find it. Why? Because when God's serious about taking something out, he takes it out, baby. But through the person of Jesus Christ, it is important that we understand. We understand who Jesus is through who God is through Jesus. I cannot believe anything else about God that I don't see revealed through the person of Jesus Christ. So I got to understand who is Jesus? What did he do? Why was he on the earth? So I got five points for you that I want you to study. Fundamentals as fundamental as gets. I want to talk to you Jesus. You know, it's amazing. I... I've been in ministry for 18 years and I have never preached more about Jesus than I have since I came to the grace message. It has all been about Jesus. It's not been about me. It's not been about what I can do, what I cannot do. It's always about Jesus. The focus is never me. The focus is always Jesus. That's what I love about grace. I declare this in all the conferences we do when we start off. Grace is not a theology. Grace is not a doctrine. Grace is a person and his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Number one, number one, what was the whole point of Jesus? Number one, he came to reveal God. Now, please, I encourage you to take notes because I want brazen grace to learn this habit. It's a good habit because y'all need to go home and, 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 get, and, and study what I'm teaching. I, I get that all the time. Wow, what a word, man. That was deep. That was deep. What do I preach about? Didn't really get it, but it was deep. I really don't want that. I want, I want y'all to go study this word. Why did Jesus come? Jesus came first and foremost to reveal God. Now, I didn't put the Father there intentionally. Because Jesus did not just come to reveal the Father. Jesus also came to reveal the Holy Spirit. In fact, the most important part, person in the Godhead for you and I on the earth to live out our destiny is the Holy Ghost. He was the first one that was breathed into man in the Garden of Eden. He was the first person of the Godhead we actually came into unity with. Even before we knew anything, when we were mud, we were dust. God breathed the Ruach or the Spirit of God into us. And when man came alive in the Garden of Eden, the first person he knew was the Holy Ghost. So God didn't just come to reveal the Father. He came to reveal the Son. So when someone tells you, well, the Father is an angry, mad guy. But Jesus is the good one. I like Jesus. That is not good theology. Because Jesus is the Father revealed. Turn to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Verse number 7. If you're there, give me a loud yes, sir. The rest of you looking for John. It really is the fourth book of the New Testament. John chapter 14, verse number 7. If you're there, give me a loud yes, sir. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. And from now, you know him and, and have seen him. You see how an audacious statement Jesus is making here? He's telling a bunch of Jewish guys, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. Stones, blasphemy, blasphemy. Why? 
That was the most audacious thing to tell somebody that if you've seen me, you've seen the father. Jesus just said, if you've, if you've known me, you've known the father and I've also seen him. And then Philip says, one of the disciples, sounds like a regular church guy. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father and it is sufficient for us. Come here, boy. Come here. Come here. Come here. Backside smack. Just come here. Which part of, if you've seen me, you've seen the father, don't you get? But that sounds like church people, right? You're too good, God. You're too nice. I mean, we want to see the father side of things. We want the discipline side of things. Yeah, but the father's discipline isn't wrath. It's love. I don't, te- I don't send my children. This is going to mess with your theology. I don't send my children to the house of some bad person. New people in the house. I got to behave myself. Y'all who know me know what I'm going to say there. I'm not going to send my children to the house of a bad guy so they can be tortured so they can learn patience. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and it is sufficient for us. What was he saying? He's saying, Jesus, you're not sufficient for me. This is the the voice of the church today. We want a God that is not found in Jesus because Jesus, you ain't all that. You're not sufficient for us, O God. So show us the Father. What were they saying? You're too good to be true. You're too nice. Show us the angry guy we're used to for 2,000 years since Mount Sinai. Oh, Lord. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long and yet you have known, not known me? That is the love of Jesus flowing out of him. If Jesus was Zach and Zach was Jesus, go, you dummy. Dodo. Slow. Really slow guy. Let me break it down for you. But thank God I'm not God. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me? Philip, he who has seen me has seen the father. So how can you say, show us the father? It's amazing. Jesus was saying, if you've seen me, You have seen the creator of heaven and earth. If you have seen me, you have seen God. But you're walking around looking like us. You you look too common. Rabbi. Isn't God like, you know, you should be like levitating, just kind of walking just a little above air as you go everywhere. Just, Just slightly above air, not fully in a rover, rover craft walk. Why? How can you be that? See, this is the thing, church. Even to this day, we're not accepting the fact that Jesus is fully God and he is fully the revelation of God to man. He is fully the revelation of God to man. Listen to me. Everything rises and falls on your revelation of God. And if your revelation of God is not found in the person of Jesus, you will always go messed up, twisted, trying to find who God is. If you don't understand the person of Jesus, Jesus is perfect. He is God. He is my idea of God. I cannot go looking anywhere else for anything, anything about God that I don't find in the person of Jesus because that is a form of intellectual idolatry. He didn't just come to reveal the Father. He also revealed to us the Holy Spirit. It didn't say the fullness of the Father dwelt in Him. It says the fullness of the Godhead, meaning the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are both in Him. Jesus said, I will send the Holy Spirit, my spirit. In fact, in John chapter 16, speaking of the Holy Spirit, he says, Alos, I will send the comforter who is just like me. Listen to me. They're not different from each other. 
The father is not different from each other. They are the same person. Is this making sense to you? Can I take my jacket off, honey, please? I'm miserable. Thank you, sir. Number one, Jesus came to reveal God. Number two, number two, he came to fulfill the law. Turn to Matthew chapter five. Can I teach just for a little bit? Are you, are you, are you, are you, okay, to, are you okay to hear me teach for a little bit? Okay. Let me read this verse real quickly. Verse 17. Do not think that I came to destroy the law of the prophets. Do not, came, do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but I came to fulfill. I have to explain that to church people. I have to explain that to church people. Why couldn't Jesus destroy the law? Holy Spirit, help me to teach this without people getting mad at me. Y'all ready to hear this? Okay, I did not come to destroy. People go, well, how come the law has been done away with? This first thing you have to understand about the law, the law was a challenge. It was never a requirement. I don't know how else simply to explain that the law was not a requirement. The law was a challenge. So Jesus fulfills the challenge. Once a challenge is fulfilled, the challenge is out of the way. Now, why are you trying to keep a challenge that was meant to be fulfilled once? That was the whole point of the law. Because God never meant to give the law to his people. God never, in Exodus chapter 19, God never meant to give it. In fact, God was asking for intimacy. The people said, no intimacy, give us the law. And so the law was given as a challenge to say, let me see how you keep it. That's why whenever someone would come up to Jesus and say, but I have kept this, this and this, Jesus would big it up. Why? Because the whole point of the law was not so you could brag about keeping it. The whole point of the law was so you would fail. It was a set up for failure. Why? So you can come to the end of yourself and say, God, I can do this. God says, perfect. I already did it. Amen. Amen. Now, why did Jesus fulfill the law and not destroy it? I'll tell you simply this because God couldn't. God couldn't. It was a challenge accepted by man saying, we will do it. Whatever you command, we can do. It was a challenge taken on by man. And so man had to fulfill his end of the challenge. And therefore God could not do away with it until a man fulfilled it. That's why Jesus became man and fulfilled the law. Completing the challenge so that none of us who come after him are under it anymore. I prayed a long time about saying this one thing. Because this is the thing, but well, Jesus didn't come to destroy the law. Well, he didn't come to destroy it. He came to fulfill it. Once it's fulfilled, the Bible tells me he annulled it. Once it's fulfilled, he took it out of our way. He took it out of our way. Why are you taking something and putting it back in your way that God has removed out of your way? Challenge complete. No, I can do it too. I can do it too. Jesus, come on. I can do it too. Hey. It's done. You had 2,000 years and you didn't. I mean, good old Adam only had one. Only one. You think you're going to keep 10? Let the elevator go up. Adam couldn't keep one. The perfect son of God made on the earth couldn't keep one. And you're going to keep 10. What about the 640 other ones? Most of you in this room, dead. Because you're wearing two different fabrics on your cloth. You dead. 
Folks, the, the point of the law was not to so we can keep it and say, look what I did, God. The whole point was, God, I can't keep it. It was to bring man to his knees and say, we need a savior. We can't do it. We can't fulfill it. And God says, let me send my son. He will do it. He will do what even <laughs> we should have been cursed with the law. We should have been cursed with the law. And God says, you know what? Let me make that yoke easy. Let me make that burden light. It's a burden on my people. They are crushed under the... My God, I'm preaching better than y'all are shouting, but that's good. They are crushed under the yoke of the law. They are burdened down by it. And they can't do it no matter how smart they think they are. They can't do it. So let me send my son as a man. Why? Because that's the only way it could be legally fulfilled by a man. God could not keep it. It had to be a man born under the law. Huh? Huh? Born off a woman. Why? Because he had to be legally worthy to keep the law. The law was a challenge. It was never a requirement. That's why you got people walking around saying, well, I'm trying to keep it. I'm trying to keep it. You're going to die. You're going to die. Is this making any sense to you? So now you go, well, why did Jesus have to fulfill it? Because he was actually having mercy on us. Why didn't God just do away with it? Well, I, I don't know how else to say it because God couldn't. The will of man, God will never go against the will of man. If you're a Calvinist, you're going to freak out right about now. God will not go against the free will of man. And man by his free will, I went Indian there, will, will, God by his free will, man by his free will, asked for something that wasn't God's will. God's will was intimacy. Man said, no, tell us what to do. And man, by his free will, accepted something that God never meant for them to keep. Therefore, Bible says, walking under a curse. That's why Christ came born of a woman. See, this is making sense now. Is it? Why did he have to be born of a woman? Because he had to legally be born of a woman to keep the law. If he wasn't born legally of a woman, it would be illegal. The devil would say, Cheating! He had to be human, legally human, to take the challenge. <sighs> All throughout history, men would shut up and go, let me do it, let me do it. I got this one. I got this, I got this. And bam, it would fall on our face. Why? Because the whole point of the law is you can't keep it. Well, I can, I, let, me, let me do it. Jesus says, if, you're Pharise, if your righteousness does not exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees. Because you think you're all that. and uh, You can't do nothing. You can't do nothing. That's the beautiful message of the cross. He came to fulfill the law so that in him, you and I have fulfilled it too. If you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can repeat this simple prayer with me right now, wherever you are. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am and receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying for me. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is my Lord. I am yours forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today for this teaching. We would love to hear from you. You can write us at ZCIM PO Box. 
859-259-2675, San Antonio, Texas, 78259. For more information on ZCIM, please visit us at zcim.org or on Facebook and Twitter at ZCIM Official. God bless you.